They say this is a big rich town I just come from the poet's part Bright light city life, I gotta make it This is where it goes down I just happen to come up hard Legal or illegal, baby, I gotta make it I never it. took a straight path nowhere Life's full of twists and turns, bumps and bruises. I live, I learn. I'm from that city full of yellow cabs and skyscrapers. It's hard to get a start in these parts without paper. Homie, I grew up in hell. A block away from heaven. That corner ain't 15 minutes and move a seven. Pure snow. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to The Powercast, where we will be recapping Power Book 2, Episode seven i believe and uh the episode was called sex week interestingly um so i'm here with mr richard bailey jr how you doing rich doing good gary what's up uh listeners and viewers and i'm also here with miss dana abercrombie how you doing dana i'm doing wonderful awesome so yeah um we're back once again, of course. Uh, we we appreciate all the listeners as always, um, and we you know we got some we got sent some questions actually, which we're going to be addressing throughout the episode um, as we get to those topics. So um, so yeah, I'll, I'll just bring up those questions uh, as we speak about it. Um, so let's dive right into you know the recap this week, um, and we're just gonna break down you know character by character or sets of characters because there are different you know storyline threads in this episode that, uh, in this series at the moment. So uh, let's start with uh, you know who uh, the, these are the people who define what sex week is. So uh, let's start with Jabari and Carrie, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> so um we see uh at the near the start of the episode we see uh you know um Jabari actually sees that uh Carrie is talking intimately to Tariq after you know the first lesson that they have at the start of the show and then we later see that um Carrie is actually sleeping with Zeke um which you know we we kind of saw the the roots of that um, earlier on in the season where uh, Zeke was kind of, you know, going after her um, and trying to chat her up and stuff. So uh, Jabari actually shows up to Kerry's spot because, you know, he kind of wants to rekindle their relationship. He shows up with food and um, she actually gives him the cold shoulder because she has Zeke there with her, but she's hiding him. But he spots the student condoms that they gave out for sex week in her apartment. <laughs> So he knows something is up. Uh, so he goes back to his car and, you know, he changes the... Um, uh, they have a project coming up where they have to, you know, they have these different envelopes uh, with secrets. So he changes Tariq's secret um, for, you know, that upcoming assignment. And we see that the assignment is actually uh, based on the 48 Laws of Power, which is a good book, by the way. Uh, everyone should read that. Um and uh, basically, you know, the nature of the assignment is that the student has to keep a secret from his partner. And of course, Tariq's partner is ends up being Lauren. Um, and, um, you know, later on, basically, uh, Lauren finds out, you know, his secret and everything. And she actually passes this on to Kerry. And Kerry knows 
immediately what happened um, and that it came from Jabari because the secret was, you know, uh, a teacher is sleeping with a student. So she knows immediately that Jabari had something to do with that one. Um, so she confronts Jabari and she threatens to use the card as evidence that he, he slept with a student because he actually did. And also the envelope has his handwriting. So, um, so yeah, so let's unpack, you know, this whole thing uh, that happened between these two. So where, where do they go from here? Um, you know, after these events in this episode, like, do you guys think that, um, like, do you guys think there's any chance of them getting back together? And, or do you think they're still going to keep being reckless and sleeping with students? Um, so I'll go to you first, Dana. What did you think? This whole situation was very laughable. Um, I think they're both very toxic people. Uh, and they're acting out against each other. You know, if these were regular minded thinking adults, these, you know, you would be an adult, the relationship is over with, and you would go on about your life. But it seems that Jabari has some sort of, he's under her spell. And Carrie, I, I feel like there are moments where she really tries to just do her. But then she thinks so much about what Jabari is and what he's doing that it just screws up everything for her and she ends up acting very irrationally um the whole thing is just very petty and you can see that they're doing this tit for tat situation without actually you know, sitting down and having a conversation with each other like adults saying hey either i have some feelings we should continue to explore or to completely break it off altogether. The fact that she's trying to, not, yeah, the fact that she's trying to, like, here's your, your handwriting, and it, it says that a, someone, a teacher, sleeping with a student. It's not exactly the nailing, oh, I guess you call it the smoking gun. It's not exactly the smoking gun at all. That's just a random teacher writing down, there's, there's you know, a teacher sleeping with a student. It's not going to hold up in anything. Um, it could even, you know, be a lie, a malicious lie. No one really knows in terms of legality. So I think it's just so petty. And it, they're acting like you would expect the students would. Like if this was Tariq goes to high school, this would be the storyline I would expect from his, him, his fellow classmates. But yeah, this it feels like it kind of feels like it is taking me out of the show with just how juvenile the adults are acting. Mm. That, that's, that's an interesting point. Uh, and we're going to come And back also, to wait, one, one more quick thing I thought mm. was really cute. The book that they included was the, was, that was just the 50 Cent version. Was it? I thought it was. That, was it? I thought they based it on the, th uh, the, the 50 Cent version is the 50th law. Um, oh, okay. I get them confused sometimes. Never mind. I was like, "Oh, that was real slick." <laughs> yeah, that, it would have been. It would have been slick if they used the Fifty Cent version uh, marketing, okay. you know. But um, but no, I think they did the original uh, version. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, Rich, what did you think of uh, you know, all of these happenings with the teachers this week? Well, uh, actually agree with a lot of the points that, that Dana made. Uh, to answer your specific question about do I think that uh, they could get back together, I mean, I would not be surprised, uh, but I, I think it's pretty obvious that they're both heading down the path where 
they're both going to have to be dealt with, and there's going to be consequences for the actions. Now, I did find it interesting how she knew Jabari was messing around, or he slept with his uh, one of his uh, students who graduated already, because we had that episode where she knew that he was having sex in his office, but they they never showed her finding out about who he was who he had the sex with. So uh, that was interesting. That obviously must have happened off camera to some extent where she knew that that girl had paid him a visit or something. I mean, I, I have no idea, but uh, one thing I will say is I, I wasn't expecting her to say when they had their conversation towards the end of the episode to say that she could take him down. I mean, because I, you know, because once he finds out who it is that she's sleeping around with, I mean, it's then, then at that, at that, at that, at that point, they can take down each other. But what I do think is that uh, obviously from seeing the preview of next week well we know in this episode Jabari is still trying to use Tariq and still trying to uh, plagiarize his writing because he asked him about that very specific uh, assignment so that right there you know and I saw the preview for next week again it dives deeper into him trying to get that information from Tariq so that's what I feel is going to be what ultimately takes him down but I will also see that Carrie is also going to be the one to get taken down as well because what we are seeing is the dynamic between her and Zeke is that she obviously does not want anybody to know that she's messing around with Zeke because she can lose her career and a lot of other things but Zeke is uh, telling her that he's smitten with her and obviously I think um, we're headed down a path where there's going to be some type of issue with that and when he says I want, I want to introduce you to Monet Oh no, that would be a complete disaster But it's definitely heading down in the path Where sooner or later she's going to get caught And Jabari's also going to get caught So I'm just curious to see How it all uh, plays out for both of them Oh yeah, that that definitely Can't happen, because uh, yeah, yeah, You're right, like we saw that Where uh, Zeke wanted to, you know he, he wants to take it further He wants to take it one more step, you know and he wants mm-hmm. her to, to he wants to invite her to to meet his auntie, and that would be a bad move for her because there's only so long they can go without it blowing up. Um, Wait, I was the only one who who thought that was a joke. <laughs> oh no! Well, hey, I I think he was serious. Yeah, yeah, I think I he was serious. <laughs> like, hey, mom, I want to show you the teacher who I'm banging. That wasn't a joke to you? I mean, when, when, no. when you're, like, the thing is, when you're that young and you're sleeping with someone, like, older and more experienced, I think it's easy to kind of, like, fall in love and, and think, like, yeah, I want, like, this is the person I want forever kind of thing. So so he probably he's probably getting to that point where he actually want, wants to get serious. After one time? It seemed like it was a bunch of times. Like, it seems like yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Is, uh, this is... Uh, this is yeah, because the first time we're seeing it, but I think they've well, already been well, sleeping together. Well, this is actually the second time, and then when they had the conversation when they was in the bed, he was asking that she was asking, "Do you want to go a fourth time?" So yeah, they definitely have had sex multiple times. So it's uh, it's crazy. This, but you see what I mean? This tit for tat. I'm gonna go sleep with a student because he slept with a student. It's just so. Uh... Yeah, I mean, it is ridiculous, I guess, but that that leads to the next question, actually, because um, Mr. Robert Silver actually submitted a question. 
Hey, Rich, Dana, and Gary. How you people doing on this uh, beautiful Sunday morning? Just a quick comment about this episode. I'm really disappointed in the portrayal of the two African-American professors on this show. It's the lowest of the lows. I'm... It, I just, uh, it, it gives me a sour taste in my mouth. They have these two professors who, sh- very intelligent, well-spoken, yet they're sleeping with students. Unreal, unreal, and it's very disappointing. Um, like to hear uh, the panel and their thoughts on this. Keep up the great job, people. I'm loving your podcast. Talk to you soon. Um, so his question was, are these two, you know, black teachers making a mockery of, you know, black teachers with their pettiness and, you know, their escapades as such? Um, and I wanted to expand on that question and ask you guys, like, would you respect these characters more if they were just like static teachers um, you know, in, in Tariq's life where they didn't they didn't get up to all of this you know, sexual stuff, and they just stayed teachers, and and you know, they did they did the responsible teacher um, acts and stuff, like and, and tried to keep Tariq focused. Like, would you would you respect respect them more as characters if they were just that and nothing more? Um, so um, I'll go to you first, Rich. Well, uh, I I understand the question that's being asked, but I, I my answer would be is that. This is this is the way that they have set up the show because we knew from the earlier episodes that the relationship between Jabari and Carrie was a messy one. Uh, you know, when she has to talk to a therapist about, oh, I need to stay away from Jabari, and then a couple episodes later, she's back with him. So it's like we knew that they had a toxic, messy relationship from the beginning, and I think that that right there was always going to cause some type of drama on the show because because I I think. What, you know, when Courtney Kemp made the show, the intent was to make it, it, it appear that, you know, Tariq has to deal with a lot of situations. It's not just the stuff with Monet. It's also with the personal life and then the school life. Do, now, do I think that them, that they set a bad example? Uh, I do think that, yes, they do set a bad example. But again, I think they set it up from the very beginning when you saw that she used to go out with Jabari and now you bring him to a situation where you both are working together, I, I think you have to expect there's going to be some type of drama that does happen. Um, but in terms of what happens from here, um, like I said, I, I think both of them are going to eventually go down. But I, I, I will say, though, uh, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm sure you will also respond to this, Gary. As someone who uh, writes content, I mean, I'm not a professional writer. Uh, I would never say I'm a professional writer, but as someone who writes and takes time to write content, I'm very disgusted with the Jabari character and his ability to plagiarize Tariq. Because if this guy is an author, I mean, you should he should already have the ability to write his own stuff. And if it's not good enough, find inspiration, but he can still write his own stuff. So that is the one thing that I, I must admit, I look forward to seeing that character go down from that perspective. Um... But do they set a bad example? Yes, but I think, again, it was set up from the beginning that there's going to be some issues between those two, so I, I think it is what it is. Yeah, just, just to bounce off of the writer thing uh, you mentioned, um, 
yeah, that was like the the biggest, most irredeemable thing that Jabari did to me. Because um, there was like an episode or two where I was actually starting to like the guy, but then I <laughs> plagiarized Tariq, and I was like, nah, man, like this this dude is bugged out. Like, I don't know what's going on with him. But um, yeah, like that 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 you know the the fact that he did that, and now he's kind of like you know in this episode he. He kind of, um, you know, pinned everything on Tariq. Like, he thought Tariq was the one that was sleeping with her. And, and he tried to, you know, humiliate him, sort of, by, you know, uh, with that with that secret or whatever. So, yeah, like, the, the, those things combined make me want see, to see Jabari get his just due um, in the end. Because he is acting kind of slimy at the moment, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and to answer uh, Robert Silver's question, I do, I do think they are kind of making a mockery out of things because it's like they're supposed to be these respectable teachers, but they're acting more like the students, you know, with how they're with their behavior, you know. So um, I would like them to act a bit more mature. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a way you can do sort of like a you know. Um, an adult sexual romance story a- angle and make it seem more classy than than this um because this just you know it seems like seems very immature how they're acting um so but dana so same question to you like do you think these characters are making a mockery of you know black teachers first of all black people are not a monolith so I don't feel that one person is a representation of all. That's true. Um, what I do feel that it, 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 for me, in terms of having this, the teacher sleep with the students is not an original idea. Uh, this is something that's been done multiple times before. We actually have another show that's solely just about that as its storyline. Yep. Um, so in terms of that, I think it's a representation of lazy writing. I would have preferred to see these two these, these teachers get involved in what we don't see, which is the actual school system and the how the educational system works as also delve into their own personal lives and how they interact with students without there being any kind of sexual nature involved i would have loved to know you know the the efforts and the sometimes the complications and the bs behind being a professor and getting that tenureship and the competition between others and pay raises and decreases and you know letting something slide that would have been really great teachers are not well paid compared to i don't know the level of their professors maybe they can have a side hustle the, to me that would have been way more compelling than the average oh the students the, the teacher sleeping with the vulnerable student it's something we've seen countless times and if you really look at it no matter even if the student went you know went on to the on to was going after the teacher it looks wrong because that again the kids are underage they don't have that same mindset to know what it is that they're fully doing from that whole medical standpoint if we really break down so they just look like a bunch of predators who are trying to compete with each other because why you slept with one person and i'm angry at you so i'm gonna go sleep with your student so to me overall it's just not 
really great writing. But in terms of this universe, I guess that is how they're going to try to create conflict and drama is I can have your career because I know that you slept with this one. Oh, no, I know that you slept with that one. So I'm going to get your career back. So that I guess that's their form of tit for tat instead of just having a conversation with each other. You, you know what, Dana? You made um, some excellent points there. And, and what I would have liked to have seen with these characters is, like, uh, I would have liked a more long-term approach to this to this story arc, like, where in this season we're basically just seeing them get involved with the, the school system and, um, like, you know, we're, we're kind of just seeing them, uh, you know, be background characters, but, you know, we're also seeing them trying to you know better the school and everything and and just seeing them do like other things in their lives and then um you know we can we can also see some of them maybe like you know the sexual tension sexual energy between them but they shouldn't have done the student thing at this point um which they should have just built up these characters as you know um strong uh you know teacher figures i guess and then later on yeah. down the line, when they introduced this whole sleeping with a student thing, it probably would have hit a lot harder. Like, it probably would have been better if they, right. you know, built the characters themselves up a bit more. So, so yeah, I, I agree with you uh, with what you were saying about seeing them do, seeing them, seeing them do actual teacher things. Uh, okay. What was you going to say, Rich? Okay, if I could make a quick comment, uh, two, two quick things. I agree with what Dana said about it being a repetitive formula because I actually watched the show Dana's talking about called A Teacher. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, that show is yeah, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. But uh, yeah, it is not an original idea. I 100% agree with that. And, and I also would add the last point is that um, the uh, I thought when they had the, the whole thing about the storyline with Jabari trying to, you know, continue being a successful black author. I thought that was the, the path they were going down with that, where he was talking to the guy about trying to get his stuff, trying to find his next big book deal. I thought that was that could have been something that Courtney Kim could have spoken about a lot more as a writer. So, you know, it, it is, you know, I think they could have handled that a little bit better. But I guess their decision was, well, no, now we're going to have this whole thing with him plagiarizing Tariq. So. That was potential for them to do something with that, but uh, yeah, I don't think they are doing a good job with that so far. But it, it is, I am intrigued to see, again, how the character goes down for all of this. And even just to piggyback off of that, that was introduced way in the beginning. So I'm not even allowed to get myself emotionally invested in this character before you try to make him do these really bad decisions with plagiarizing. So essentially, as a viewer, I don't care because I don't know this character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they're just doing too much at the moment. Because, um, because I, I, I did like that book. Uh, you know, storyline with with Jabari and stuff. And I, I would have liked if they just played that out over the course of this season instead of like this whole sexual stuff. Um, like I, I think that would have made for a more interesting story. But, but we are writers here, so maybe you know we're, we're biased in that. I don't know, but I don't know if other people enjoy you know what how Jabari and uh, Kerry are acting, but yeah, I would have liked to have seen, you know, that, that whole writer story for him. Um, and, and perhaps Kerry just being, you know, a, a concerned teacher throughout the show. Um, but yeah. 
Um, but yeah, we, we kind of addressed that. But um, let, let's see where this story goes. Um, and hopefully, you know, they're able to make it mean something more uh, by the end of the season. But we'll see. Um, so the next character I want to write, I want to, sorry, I want to talk about is Riley. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, some interesting things happened regarding uh, Riley and, well, Riley, Tariq, and Brayden in this episode. Um, so let's go down the line here. So, first of all, we see um, at the near the start of the episode, Tariq actually confronts Trace. They come face to face and they talk about what happened last week, sort of. Um, uh, but, you know, Trace kind of. Because uh, because Tariq is basically you know confronting him about you know what happened with the with him taking the drugs and then Kane showing up and everything, but uh, Trace flips it on him by insinuating that he was sleeping with Riley um, you know while they were together or whatever, um, and of course he saw them he saw Riley um, and what when Tariq was sort of like passed out or whatever before and he assumed something was going on with them. Um, and that was like, you know, before the mid-season break or whatever. Um, so then, you know, Tariq actually follows Riley because he's suspicious of her. And he sees her at a court hearing. And Cooper Sachs actually shows up. And this is where he learns that they are connected and that Cooper Sachs is actually her uncle. Um, so he learns that, you know, at the court and everything. So this leads Tariq to tell Brayden that Riley actually did try to sleep with him um, in, in hopes that Brayden will break up with her because he wants to keep her, you know, far away from him now. Um, and then, you know, Brayden kind of, he goes to his brother to, you know, kind of consult him on things and Trace confirms that he saw them together and everything. So Brayden thinks that, you know, Tariq was telling the truth uh, when he said that, you know, she tried to sleep with him. So Brayden confronts Riley about it, and um, I guess he ends up breaking up with her. But there's a moment where Riley kind of, you know, she's faced with this choice of coming clean that she's trying to get dirt on Tariq and everything, that and that she actually really does love Brayden, you know, um, or she can just keep her mouth shut and just let it happen. And she chooses to keep her mouth shut. And uh, Brayden just cuts her off, basically. Um, so I want to ask you guys, um, first of all, should Riley have actually told Brayden the truth, do you think? What was the right thing to do here? So I'll go to you first, Dana. What do you think? Uh, um, I wouldn't have told right away. And this, again, is just a pacing level. Um, I kind of want things to not be completely all rushed together at the end. I don't know how many episodes we have, but I don't feel like this is a 24-episode show. Um, so for me, I would have just kind of not told right away. I did, for some reason, maybe it's just me, but when he got into the courtroom and, you know, he saw that she was the niece, I just kind of wanted a little bit a bit a little bit of a bigger reaction because that was like a big what moment because it's not like oh I knew that you was a little sneaky and something wasn't right with you this is to see how it's connected and also to see how it's connected to his mom yeah yeah so I just right think that in that moment he would be like wait 
so sax so she's related to sax and she's coming around the college and acting shady does this relate to my mom's case like that should be like the first thing he thinks like in that moment great this guy is shady. We he, No one seems to like Sax. No one trusts Sax. And to know that, you know, you was trying to pin this whole case on my mother. Now he's trying to pin it on him. He doesn't know that yet. But he knows that he tried to pin the whole case on his mother. And we know that Tariq loves his mother and will do everything for his mother, which is why he's in the situation where he's in now. And for that revelation to kind of just be brushed over and instead saying, oh, yeah, Brayden, she's not right she tried to sleep with me i felt could have just been taken a little bit more i think he could have also made this a me situation instead of like a you in regards to brayton situation um you know maybe really played up that scene maybe ask questions about how this is related to sax what sax wants to know maybe he could have threatened her she seems in in the role not the actress because i don't know her but the role of the character seems a bit ditzy so he could have easily intimidated and scared her into getting some kind of information that he could have went and funneled to his mom. So I just felt that moment was a missed opportunity. Braden's reaction, it's really interesting because I really didn't see him form a connection that much with her for him to be like that ride or die guy. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, no, I don't believe you. You're all just lying. I want to be happy. Why doesn't anyone want me to be happy? I didn't see that connection. To me, she always came across as that annoying girl who's always in the corner. She's just always <laughs> there. And for me, it always felt like Brayden was just tolerating her. I didn't feel that kind of love and compassion where it's like, no, nah, this is my girl. This is a, um, this is a basically a Keisha Tommy situation. I just didn't see that. I don't feel that. So for me, his reaction was a little bit like, wait, where is this coming from? I don't know if this is emotions. I don't know because it's a sex week and he's high on his hormones. I don't know. (laughs) But it just felt a little random. But I'm happy that he was able to snap out of it. The Also, the other thing with the brother. Um, the thing about the, the Braden's brother, they have that relationship, remember going back from the previous episode where he got his behind beat? But his brother was like, no, only I can kill him. They're close. They just can't stand each other. Like all kind of relationships. Um, I kind of would have expected the brother to be the one to break the news. Just because of that kind of weird relationship and closeness that they do have. Like, at the end of the day, they don't want to see each other hurt. In regards, to, especially with, like, oh, it's a woman or someone else that you're with. And they're backstabbing you because they now was going with Tariq. Um, so I really would have thought that the brother would have broken the news. Uh, but overall, I just felt like it was a really missed opportunity. And they just kind of really glossed over it. And I would have loved to see more come from that scene. I would have loved to see the girl, you know, maybe lie a little bit and be like, no, it's not true. And, you know, put her foot down in regards and trying to play that whole manipulation thing with him. But that didn't really come to fruition. Yeah. So what do you make of this, Rich? Well, I agree 100% with Dana's comment about it. It, it feels as though they have rushed that relationship because, again, they did establish that they're boyfriend and girlfriend, but you've never seen that. It, it, it built it very, very quickly. 
in a matter of a few, maybe two or three episodes, and you didn't really see too much to know, oh, it was that serious, and now they are that connected where he would trust everything she says and wouldn't trust Tariq when he, he's known Tariq a lot longer. So uh, that, 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 that reaction was interesting to see that, uh, his initial reaction. Um, the question that I, that I have uh, is, and obviously it was a chess move, that Tariq played by bringing up the fact that yes, yeah, she she tried to sleep with him because because you know Trace also mentioned that that as well. But the question that I would have is, I mean, why what why what why didn't Tariq just tell Brayden that well she is connected to the Feds? You know, her uncle is a part of the, of the is a part of the force. So that's another reason to avoid her. Um, I don't know if that conversation is going to come up at some point, but I was it was very interesting that that was not mentioned because I feel like if you just be straight with him and also tell him that, then he will understand, okay, why you have to keep her, you know, avoid her for the time being. Um, but again, because he already knew that Trace had mentioned all this stuff about uh, she tried to sleep with Tariq, he could e- easily use that. And, and, and Trace was the one that approached Raiden about it, trying to get his attention to tell him this. Yeah. So that, that's what I, you know, that's what I find interesting that, um, it went down that way. Um, obviously I don't believe that, uh, Riley is going to completely cut everything off. I, I do feel, I do feel as though in the next episodes or in any of these other episodes, she may confess to him what, what really, what she really did. Um, I find it interesting that, uh, Tariq, didn't try to probe and get more questions from her as to what happened because you know in that last episode when they were playing chess she had mentioned that she had drugged him and it's like that whole thing was like he was like oh well he just completely brushes over that so I want to know how he's going to find out about this uh, about the video getting filmed and all this other stuff and then the court case and the fact that he is now a vulnerable in a vulnerable position Um, because I feel as though they have to eventually get to that point so We'll see what happens. But overall, uh, it was interesting to see Braden's initial reaction uh, to the whole situation. I'm just curious to see what happens, because obviously him and Riley aren't completely over. Uh, she's definitely going to try to get him back. So you think they will get back together? I mean, I, I think she's going to try to get him back by, if I had to make a guess, she'll, she'll tell him what she was actually doing filming that video. But uh, the thing is that one thing I do admire about Braden is that she was still trying to get answers from him about what happened last week when he got kidnapped. And he refuses to tell her the truth about that also. So um, I thought initially when I saw their conversation that she was going to say, well, you want the truth? Well, you tell me what really happened with you uh, that all that time you was missing the other night. And then maybe I will tell you the truth about what's going on with, with, with me and Tariq. And that will probably be a conversation that she does have the next time if they do interact. But I, in, in any case, I, I don't think that, that, that that's over. She's still going to try to talk to him and convince him that, you know, everything is everything is not what you think it is. Right. Yeah. Um, I do see. Oh, go ahead, Dana. You first. Oh, no, no, no. Go, go. Now you go. No, I was going to just to piggyback off of that. I don't see her being that easy to dump. Because mm-hmm. she did, because she was very annoying to, to stay, stay at the place all day the last episode. 
So yeah, you're right. <laughs> she isn't. I see her as that kind of girl where she's not. She's like gonna do a fatal attraction thing, as in like not in the sense of like a full blown. I feel you. <laughs> But in the sense of you're gonna have to just call campus security to to get rid of me. I'm here forever. And I wonder if this is going to put a strain between her relationship with her um uncle and whether or not she is actually falling for Braden or she's still just doing her uncle's work. Yeah. Hmm. See, like and this is what I was about to say as well. Like, I think Riley is going to be in this show for the long term. Because, um, <laughs> like, the vibe I'm getting from this season so far is that, like, this is about the young people. Like, this is the young generation. Um, and I, I feel like um, Riley is going to be there for the long haul. And that she, she's probably going to get down with the team, with the crime and everything. But for that to happen... Sax has to be out the way so I'm thinking something might happen to Sax like whether he's fired or something or um, you know uh, even worse maybe he dies um, well not worse because that would be a great thing but um, <laughs> I mean he should have died so many seasons ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah I, I think she's going to be here for a while um, in my opinion so I, I think they'll get back together and I think she's actually going to be part of the operation uh, so is she would she be Paws or would she be kind of similar to Tommy's mother yeah she uh, well um, who would she be she would be like the new Lala I guess no Holly oh god yeah uh, no nah, not Holly uh, Lala like uh, <laughs> she's like she's yeah. teacher. Yeah. yeah, I mean she has tendencies of of Holly. Yeah, like because um, she's you know she's a bit uh, you know she's not very street smart at the moment, and she's a bit you know uh, she's just annoying basically. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think she's gonna turn. Like I think the character is gonna change. Like there's gonna be like a change in the character, and she's gonna become like more loyal to them. That's what I think, but who knows? It it could go either way. Um, so what? She, she is um. Who's the guy who died at the finale? He got shot after escaping the jail. I can't remember. He was with Two Bit. Dre. No, he wouldn't be Dre. Sp- Spanky. Be... Spanky. Oh, yeah. He was Spanky. She's Spanky. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she, you, well, you, you did say she's ditzy, so, you know, maybe. You know. <laughs> well, well, Spanky definitely more entertaining with his jokes, but yeah, I understand the annoyance thing. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, so that was Riley. So let's move on to talking about the case now, uh, you know, the, the, the ongoing trial of uh, Tasha St. Patrick, right? So, um, <laughs> So uh, uh, earlier on in the episode, we see that um, Sax and Davis kind of have like another meeting and they agree um, on a new witness who they're going to call to the stand um, to help their agenda kind of thing. And there's actually a moment where they're kind of like going through the possible options of witnesses and they talk about um, Tommy's mom. But, um, but you know, they say that she would be too much... Uh, I forgot what they said actually, but uh, they said that you know it wouldn't fit the agenda basically, 
um, or that she would like name Tommy as the person or something like that. So, <laughs> so that you know, but the fact that they mentioned her, I, I feel like you know that's kind of setting up something. Can I ask a quick question, Gary? Go ahead. Uh, did you laugh when when they when they when they when, he, when they brought up uh, Lorenz Tate and Method Man's response to that? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he left a bad impression on him in that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did he say? That lying MFO or something? Yeah, uh, the lion ass. Uh, yeah, there, there you go. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was hilarious. But um, so yeah, they agree on a witness, and then you know, in the next scene, we see who that witness is, um, and it's a returning character. It's the sister of Angela Valdez, and it's Paz. So um, she takes the stand, and um, Sax is is questioning her first of all, and Sax actually starts going into business for himself and starts you know asking her <laughs> questions that. Davis McLean wasn't expecting um, and this leads to Paz basically insinuating that Tasha was uh, was calling all the shots basically um, and that kind of makes her look bad it makes Tasha look bad in the case um, so McLean follows up after that and he kind of makes he kind of makes Paz look um, look bad for taking money from Jamie St. Patrick and then claiming that two other people could have killed her sister, those two other people being both Tommy and Tasha. Um, and this kind of makes, you know, Paz look suspicious based on what she said previously. Um, so, so uh, yeah, McLean was kind of like showcasing his talents there in, in the courtroom. Um and then later on in the episode, McLean confronts Sax about the trial. Um, Sax says that he 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 went that route basically because um, his boss was watching, and he kind of had to take that direction to satisfy them. Um, and then he shows McLean a file on Tiffany Turner, uh, which is I believe that's the stripper, right? Like the stripper yep. that, that Tasha mm -hmm. was working with. Um, so. Uh, there's there's two questions I want to ask based on that, um, and and then we'll get back to pause in a little while. But um, so first of all, do you think that Sax is is actually double crossing McLean? Like, is he does he have his own agenda um, outside of this little deal that they have going on? Do you think? Um, so I'll go to you first, Rich. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, you saw how um, when the Democratic uh, representative was was there with him, you know, that that guy was really pressing him to make sure that you know you have to make this case work in the sense where we have to make sure that Tasha St. Patrick is the one that goes down. Um, I just want to make a comment and say, you know, I, I find it interesting how they are talking about the corruption of politics. In, in this particular context, we, we already know we've seen a lot of shows that have already dived into this. And I and I'm very curious to see this Lorenz Tate show in the future and how it's going to expand upon this, because I can only assume this character is going to continue to work with Tate as we have seen him working with him in the past. But to answer your question specifically, yes, uh, I, I think that. No matter what, I think that uh, Sax is going to look out for himself because he wants to appear to be still working and doing good in their eyes. However, I will add that 
uh, because of what happened with this whole situation with Paz, I would not be surprised if Method Man is the one to turn in 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 a future episode. I'm not saying that that's going to happen because it all, but it all depends. But I, I I feel like they're building so much evidence now, where it's going to be really hard to try to switch this back from their original arrangement so i don't really know how that's going to uh you know turn out but i i know that uh method man aka davis mclean was not happy with how things transpired obviously he was able to turn it around and that shows you the power of both characters being able to draw up these arguments and then try to come to a solution but i'm very curious to see um what happens with that dynamic because I would imagine that Method Man is definitely going to do some type of turn in the future, but we'll have to see what that is. Mm. So you think he's going to do a heel turn? No, no. I- I'm saying that it, you know, I'm, I- I'm sure legally there there is a way that he can do this and you know protect Tasha or to p- protect Tariq. But I-, I think the question is to see. Ultimately, Davis McLean wants to win. He will do whatever he can to win. And Sachs will do whatever he can so that he looks good in front of the in front of the uh, Democratic Convention, the right. the, the, the committee, the, the committee rather. So I, it, it's a question of saying who is going to be the one that actually wins. But somebody has to lose. And I know that the history of this show, many times we've seen uh, Sachs lose every time. No matter what he does, he always loses. Of course, he he did win at the end of the last season, I guess, because he got the promotion, but. Uh, I feel like because of the motives and what he does, a lot of people do not like the character. So I don't really know if I can really describe how it's going to play out, but I do believe that uh, sooner or later one of them is going to, is going to they're going to revert back, and one is going to turn on the other. Um, but we'll have to see who it is. <laughs> so what you're saying is basically, um, although they both have this common agenda that they're working on, both of them are equally out for themselves. And they will double cross each other, you know, to 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 make themselves look good, or you know, um, or win. In McLean's case, um, so that's what you're saying, right? That, that that that's the vibe I got, just based on what happened with with the interrogating pause situation. But again, I could be wrong. We'll have to see how it progresses. Okay, and uh, what, what do you think? Dana, um, do you think Sax is double crossing McLean, or you know, uh, or do you think the vice versa might happen? Well, it wouldn't be called power without there being some form of a power struggle. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't see anyone in this case being straight with each other. I do see maybe it could be a double cross. They both try to cross each other at the same time. That kind of situation. That little pact and alliance that we saw, what, a couple episodes ago, is not something that's long-lasting. It hasn't been any that way in in the power universe in general. Look at Tommy and um, Ghost falling out and then coming together to film Super Friends. (laughs) It's a situation that doesn't stay, it doesn't last long no matter what. So I don't see this being something that's going to be you know exactly how they say it's going to play out someone's going to get angry they're both here's the thing McLean McLean is someone who likes to win and Sachs is someone who right now can't afford to lose Mm -hmm. at all 
he this is not just a case or his name this is something where he can actually face jail time serious jail time and his life can be ruined behind this so i think that he is way more desperate than a guy who just doesn't want to lose a case he has no legal you know he has no connection to tasha he hasn't doesn't owe her anything in that regard he all he wants is to go and get paid but you have a guy who's fighting for his life and we've known from the past is willing to do whatever it takes even when he wasn't even fighting for his life He's just that kind of grimy person. So this is not going to end well at all. Will Sachs get his just due? I don't know. It's been long overdue. This could, They could be draining this whole situation and he won't get his just due until maybe, I don't know, three seasons from now. We have to see. But I do feel that um, Sachs has more to lose and he's going to be way more desperate. Okay, and uh, just real quick as well. Um, so it seems like they're going after the Tiffany character, the stripper. Um, so, do, do you think that she, this character, is even going to talk or tell them anything at all? Like, because she seems pretty street savvy. Um, so, what do you think, Rich? Um, I think. Well, if if Sax is the one that is going after her to interrogate her, I, I think. Uh, if they find out anything about her that is vulnerable information, they can use that and say, well, we will do this if you do not tell us this information. We know that Sax has done that in the past with other characters. And as Dana mentioned, he is already very desperate. So I, I would not be surprised if they would try to do something to make her talk, to get some answers out of her. Um, but it, this is a test to see whether or not she is loyal to both Tasha and Tariq if she's going to keep quiet about any of this stuff. Because obviously, I think if you... You, you could take a plea deal and agree to something. Uh, you might not have to do some time where you can do minimal time. But I think uh, at the end of the day, it's going to be interesting to see whether or not she's going to be willing to work with them or not. Um, so it can go either way. But I, we haven't seen much of that character... So uh, I'm very curious to see how they're going to approach that situation next week. Yeah, because because she uh, she is working with Tariq now. Um, they mm -hmm. have an arrangement. I think he supplies her drugs or something at the moment, and then she sells it in the strip club or something like that. Is that the arrangement? Uh, I believe that is the arrangement. Um, right. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is the current arrangement, you know. And, and I know he has the course correct stuff going on as well for on, on campus, but he's not, uh, you know, he's he, he's he, he's hidden he's hidden in that in that whole venture right now. But yeah, yeah. So so they're kind of partners. So um, so I mean, she is doing some dirt at the moment. So like you said, <laughs> they can easily scoop her up with the intention of trying to get her to talk, you know, instead of uh, being you know prosecuted and or whatever. So. And you know what? I just thought of something. And then make sure you go to Dana Rye after this. Yeah. A way that they can expose her or a way that they can get her. Remember, just remember, Tasha had the daycare. She has a kid. Okay. So they can say, well, we'll take your kid away from you or whatever if you don't talk. And then in that case, I think yeah, you have to say something. So I think they're definitely going to. That's probably going to be how they go after her because she does have a, a, a kid. So uh, but we'll see. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a real uh, underhanded way to do it, but Sax has has been known to do underhanded things. So, mm -hmm. 
So absolutely. Uh, in fact, he actually did that same thing with with Dre. So, so yeah. He, yeah, he, that's true. He would do it. Uh, but uh, Dana, what do you think of uh, Tiffany? And uh, do you think they're going to get much out of her? I. This is the part where I applaud the show. Yay! Because I forgot about Tiffany. I forgot about that whole situation with the daycare situation and her being the stripper. And remember, they had to make that money in one day. And she was also lending a hand as well. Mm-hmm. So I really do applaud them for connecting even the little tiny things that I forgot about. Um, yeah, like they, like Richard previously said, it's very easy to use the whole kid tactic. And again, we did see it with a Dre, but this seems to be the kind of the only thing. You have to go after the children. In that sense, so I would see that being a possibility as well. But then again, I don't know how she really is as a mother. Some people really don't care. That would be an interesting. <laughs> no, seriously, wouldn't that be a great swerve to also be like, oh, this is something we've done before, but you haven't seen it played out this way? Where they're like, oh, we're coming after your kid. I'm like, and she's like, well, he'd be, he'd be better off in this system anyway. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yay me! Oh yeah, I think that would definitely surprise some people if they see that. So yeah, let's 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 see something like that. <laughs> that would be interesting. Um, but yeah, before we move on, so um, what did you guys think of Paz's return? Um, so go ahead, Dana. <laughs> that was my reaction. Asthmatic sigh. <laughs> um, I'm so tired of her. Like, she would, I thought her arc was already perfect. She looked stupid in power. You know, she had guaranteed money and guaranteed schooling, and then she just acted stupid and lost all of that. And I would have been fine with that being the end. But we bring her back, and she's just there to exist and to annoy me. Ugh. Um, no, she comes across with that whole court case. She came across as really unreliable. And once again, she kind of played herself. So I guess if we're going to keep that theme, I'm happy that they kept that theme going real nice and strong. So, yeah, I would be happy if they kind of let her go away now. Okay. And what about you, Rich? Yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much agree. I, I think the, the final conversation she had with Tasha, when Tasha was behind bars, and she said, yeah, well, Tasha obviously knows who killed uh, James, and she made the line of bless about, you know, you got you to gotta, you gotta make sure you take care of yourself. I thought it was very interesting to end the episode that way, because it makes me think, well, okay, so what is Tasha going to do now in, in terms of how, you know, depending on how this case goes? But I definitely hope that that's it for Paz. You know, now granted, I will say, having her in this episode, it wasn't quite as annoying as the episode that was all about Paz, because uh, there was other stuff that was going on that was, I think, a little bit more juicy and interesting. But uh, uh, yeah, I think um, at the end of the day, there's nothing else to do with this character. You you know now what happened to her after all the stuff that happened with Angela and Ghost. So you don't need to really re- re- revisit that character again after this episode in my opinion yeah yeah I agree like this this was more interesting than that full episode of pause <laughs> but, but yeah I mean like the characters kind of served their purpose already so I don't know if they'll be able to bring her back again for anything um, and if they do they better make it something spectacular um, like to kill her 
Yay! You, I want Tommy to do it because this whole thing isn't it amazing to like be clear across the other side of the country and people still got their names and their name in your mouth. I said that backwards. Their name in their mouth. Your name in their mouth. Yeah. But yes, I just want. I really want Tommy to just bust through that courtroom. Stop talking about me. Leave me alone. <laughs> Tommy's around, man. He, he's lurking. Uh, he, uh, he's coming back. Yeah, I feel he's definitely coming back before the season is over. He he has he has to return because well, he could just show up in the dorm room since there's clearly no security. We're gonna address that in a little while. Um, <laughs> um, but um, interestingly, uh, just to add on to what you just said, um, I saw um, I didn't watch the whole video, but. I saw that um, I think Joseph Sakura is his name, and um, and uh, uh, Omari Hedwick were on a live together talking. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take that to mean that both of them are coming back to power. Uh, wait a second. What, 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 hold on. What, when was this? Uh, Recent. This is recently. Um, I, I actually don't know if they were talking about power, to be honest. But because I didn't watch like the video, I just saw. I just saw it was there. Um, yeah, but yeah, like my mind is is just gonna make that it's just gonna take that to mean that they're coming back to power, like, and I'm, just, just, gonna, I'm just gonna be happy with that. <laughs> you just gave us pause details. I wasn't there, but like I thought I heard and saw a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> they were talking, but I'm not sure. But it's Tommy. Tommy did it. They come, they're coming back, man. Ghost is alive. They're both coming. Back. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I mean. It, I think we, I think we have all said on this show that we expect Ghost to be in Tommy's show in some capacity. Yeah, uh, so but uh, this is what happened, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So a lot, a lot of stuff happened off screen at the end of uh, season six of Power. <laughs> <laughs> when, when Tommy went to LA, he actually took Ghost with him. Like, so he he picked up Ghost along the way. Like, cause they planned his death together. So, so, um, so, you know, the Tommy season is going to be Tommy and Ghost. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I, I'm sure no, that people, no people can't wait to watch that show if that happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No one has to believe me. It's cool. But <laughs> in my head. <laughs> you don't have to believe me, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's all true. In my mind, that's what's happening. So, oh gosh, it's cool. All right, so yeah. Um, so uh, real quick before we get to Kane, um, do you guys actually think that Tasha took on board what Paz said? Like, is she actually gonna consider, you know, um, trying to free herself and and live her life in exchange for you know um, giving up Tariq? Because I like I find that hard to believe, but the way Tasha was, was looking, it was like, you know, what is she thinking? So so what do you guys think of that? Go ahead, Dana. Will will um pause give up her life? Huh? Wait, I missed that whole thing. Oh wait, so so remember the scene where Pause and Tasha were talking at the, the prison? And Pause was basically saying like you you know who killed Ghost, so you should just like you know you should say who it was and continue to live your life like because you have a lot oh, you that have a lot of life situation. Left. 
Yeah, I w- that would be a really great plot twist and and something that I would have never seen coming, but I can't see Tasha doing that. I can't see her giving up Tariq. So that would be the the only issue. And they've been blamed everybody else from Tommy to the delivery man to, you know, a random stranger. So I think that she just may be out of all options at this point. Even if she was to admit that it was Tariq, would anybody believe her? I mean, she's already proven herself to lie. They already brought up the lies in the courtroom. So even if she was to point out and say Tariq did it and give out all the details, would anybody actually believe it is the real question. Mm, Yeah. Um, I mean, I know Sax would. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that's a really great person to have on your side at at SAC. And I, I think if she told McLean, McLean would one hundred percent go along with it because that's what he wants anyway. He wants to clear his client, and she is his client. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, what, what do you think, Rich? I, it, it, it's a very interesting question, but I, I, I do agree that that would be a great swerve for just at the end of the season where Tasha admits that, yes, Tariq did it. Because the thing about it is that what, what we what we see now is that Sachs and McLean, they're really struggling to find people who can actually speak up in this case. So now that you have the stripper that they're going to you know go after next week, I mean, after that, the real question is, well, who are you going to go after next? You know, why not the person that knows Tariq the best? Tasha. But, you know, I feel like that if that happens, yeah, that'll be a huge swerve that nobody saw coming because this all this season, you know, Tariq has done everything to, to protect his mom. He's doing what he can to try to make sure that he gets the money to pay for her to get out and all this other stuff. And then at the very last minute, she decides, you know what, I'm not going to take the bid. And, and this is on you because you see Tariq had said that he, he was willing to take the bid when it was a situation with his mom going to jail but I kind of think that, that, it, that, if that if that dynamic changes as the season comes to an end where Tariq says no I want to stay free and you can take the bid for me whereas Tasha says no Tariq, Tariq I think your, your dad had a point before when he said you should pay for the crime so I'm going to admit that you did this I would, would be very I'll be very interested to see that dynamic because I don't think a lot of people would have saw that coming because they're telling you that yes, the character will do whatever to protect his mom. He loves his mom. But again, it's like at the end of the day, it's Tariq is becoming more and more like his dad with the selfish behavior. So again, I want to see that happen, but we have to see what their plan is. But I, I definitely think there is something more to that conversation she had with Paz at the end of the episode and she may consider that but the question is how do you get out of this and make it so that you and Tariq both get off I don't think that's how this works one of them has to go down Um, but we'll see and to kind of piggyback off of that for a moment if you for this episode remember when every time Tasha talks to Tariq like starting from the very beginning it's always been like that very serious tone conversation he's given his mother all the attention that she needed paid attention to the conversation listened to his instructions and everything remember with this episode it was yeah ma okay i gotta go bye yep 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> He's getting his independence. He's being more involved in his own thing. Yeah, and and when you're in prison, like that kind of thing can really like uh, bug you out mentally. Like when when you feel like you're being alienated from people in the real world and stuff. Like and and they're moving on without you. Um, that can you know that can um, that can play on your mind a lot. I think so. Um, yeah, that that actually might be something that makes her you know start to change a little. Um, and I, I find it interesting on both sides, um, you know, for Tasha and Tariq, because if you think about it, they're in kind of like the same positions that Ghost was, um, you know, with weighing up all these different options that that he had, because obviously he was running for governor. He didn't want to, to do a bid if, you know, if they found out about Ray Ray or whatever, because um, remember, he promised before that he would uh, go to jail for Tariq and everything if that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know he was running for governor and he was like you know what I, I can't do this uh, I can't go to jail for this so Tariq might just have to do this you know he might just have to go prison and, and do this time um, and then you know once that happens it's over with um, and now both Tariq and Tasha are kind of like in that position where it's like you know it's either it's either one or the other you know um, so um, it's quite interesting that you know Tariq killed his his dad over that um, kind of. I mean, it was more than that because obviously they had a long-standing uh, rivalry or tension or whatever. Um, but you know that was like the main thing that made him want to get rid of his father um, at that point in time. And now he's kind of faced with the same decisions that his his dad um, you know had. Um, and even you know we see in in Tariq's. Um, Romance, uh, like in his love life, <laughs> you know, he's facing the same thing yeah. as his, his father did. So, you know, um, and we will talk more about that later when we get to it. But, <laughs> but yeah, like I could totally see, you know, Tasha having uh, somewhat of a change of heart. Um, I mean, initially, I was thinking like she, like as a mother, she would never do that, but. After hearing you guys talk about it and stuff, I'm like, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe she could have a change of heart, actually. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what happens. But um, so in the interest of time, let's move on to Kane um, real quick. So uh, at the, near the start of this episode, we see Kane actually robs a church. Uh, how evil can you be to, you know, to my house of God? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's that's pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then you know, uh, obviously there was that you know uh, there was all that t- family tension last week. So he kind of got away from the family. He's doing his own thing, um, and there's a re up going down, and the family wants him to be a part of that, especially Drew and Diana, because you know it's kind of like Kane's thing. Um, I really think Diana and Drew don't really want to be part of the drugs at all, but because you know it, it seems like they they want Kane to be the one to do it because that's really the code that he lives by anyway. Um, so yeah, they they want him to be there and handle that. Basically, they don't want the responsibility of the reup to fall on them. 
So Diana actually goes looking for Kane and finds him at girl's house. Uh, and I guess Diana is the only one that knows this girl that Kane is staying with or whatever. Um, so, you know, she visits him and asks him to, to handle the re-up, the exchange and everything. Um, and he agrees uh, as long as, you know, she doesn't tell Monet where he is, basically. Um, so later on in the episode, before Kane can actually get to, you know, where the re-up is, is happening, he gets locked up for the robbery he did. Um, and then, you know, there's a scene where he's he's able to make a call, a phone call, and um, he rings a number twice and doesn't get through. And then he decides to call the cop. Um, what's his name again? Ramirez? I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. So he calls Ramirez. Um, but before we move on, I just wanted to ask real quick, who do you think he called first? Was it Monet? Uh, well, I, I I think he tried to call Diana and and, and Monet. I mean, because he well, well Diana definitely because that's the one who he would, had been conversating with prior to him coming back to the house at the end of the episode. So, probably yeah. was Diana. It could have been Drew also, but yeah, he definitely tried to call uh, them before he called R R Ramirez. Okay, so like, do you think he maybe just called like the house phone or something for? Oh. Or the cell phone, because I guess they don't. They have those phones oh, that yeah, uh, family cell phone, right? The family phones. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. And and you you agree with that, Dana? Or do you have another theory? No, I just want to really quickly say that I think that it was as much as I give. I can't stand Monet. I give her credit for that one thing. Remember they have that one family phone. Mm -hmm. I think because of that whole situation, they're able to memorize phone numbers. Because if you would have told me you have one person to call and you, have, you don't have no phone, dial that phone number, I would have been like in trouble. I don't know anybody's phone number by heart. So I really appreciated that scene. Also, that was a really sloppy robbery. But in regards to who did he call, I felt that he was going to call his mother twice, let it ring twice either forgot, like was like, oh, no, I can't stand her, and then tried to call um, is the number that that went through okay so so he didn't call the ghostbusters right <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm showing my age with that one um but yeah so after that um after getting bailed out by ramirez uh kane actually tells ramirez about what monet has been up to and about the fact that she's working with Tariq. And then uh, later on in the episode, um, after, you know, some stuff goes down, which we're going to talk about later. Um, but when Kane arrives at home with Ramirez, he's confronted by Monet. And uh, Ramirez actually tells her what happened with the robbery and him getting picked up and everything. Um, and Kane asks about the deal and how it went. Um, and, you know, Monet kind of... Uh, alludes to what happened and uh, immediately Kane is concerned that Drew can't handle the situation alone um, and Monet tells him that Drew is with Tariq so everything is good and we see that Kane you know has an uneasy reaction to that um, to that fact so uh, that brings me to two interesting questions I have here about Kane um, 
so uh, with the preview in mind that we saw uh, as well, um, mm-hmm. do you think Kane is going to actually try to like kill or take out Tariq next week or something after what you saw in this episode? Um, so I'll go to you first, Dana. I think that that has been his plan for a while now in a sense of him just being jealous of Tariq because now he's involved with the situation with Monet um, which I don't know if we got into but um, that situation with Monet and the whole killing thing um, he didn't like him from the beginning he was very cautious and suspicious of him from the very beginning so I don't I see that this is something that's been, you know, in the making for a while, at least in his head for a while. Will he be successful? Uh, Obviously not. But I think it's really cute. So we'll see how it plays out. Okay. And what do you think, Rich? Oh, yeah, I agree 100 percent that uh, that definitely was Kane's goal ever since the episode, the midseason finale, where it was very obvious that... uh, Monet took a liking to Tariq, you know, when Tariq came over to the house and, you know, she agreed that he that he's a great partner, great to work with. So I think, you know, you saw at that point that Kane was visibly upset with the situation and now it's just escalating. So just to go along with that preview that you said for next week, yes, I do believe that somebody, I don't know if Kane is going to be the one that directly tries to kill Tariq, but now that he is working with Ramirez, they can get someone else to do that unless it gets to a point where they have to do it themselves. But yes, I do believe he is going to be part of that plan to try to take Tariq out uh, completely. Okay. Um, And before I get to this other juicy question, um, so what do you think of this new kind of uh, camaraderie between um, Kane and Ramirez? Like, do you think this is a long-term thing between them or like, is there still animosity and uh, does he still does Kane still not like him uh, what do you think Rich uh, well I don't think uh, anybody can be trusted at this point mm. I feel like uh, you know obviously I think Kane's play is he's going to listen to what his dad say he's going to you know learn under Monet learn as much as he can but I think now he's he's also in a situation where he doesn't trust her and he doesn't trust his father uh, either so I feel like when it comes to Ramirez, he's just going to use R- Ramirez as a pawn to help better his cause. And let's say that they are successful in taking out Tariq. Then I think that at that point, Kane will, he, maybe he can go back to revert to wanting to take out Ramirez or just separate himself from him entirely. But I feel like everybody here in this situation, nobody can be fully trusted. So I, I don't think that, just like y'all have mentioned earlier, with uh, Sachs and um, and uh, McLean having a temporary alliance, I think this is also a temporary alliance. Um, because again, you know, I just feel like it, it's just a matter of time that uh, everything is going to come to a head. But yeah, I don't trust them working together for a long period of time. Okay. Um, so this question, I'm I'm really you know. Uh, I'm not sure about this because I mean we you know we we, we kind of see um, what's happening, but like um, so th- this is a question in the community right now um, and of people who who enjoy power, but also 
we had a question submitted last week uh, where somebody asked this. Um, so is there any relation between Cain and Canaan? Because people are saying <laughs> the two characters are related in some way. I don't know about it because we we clearly see who Cain's uh, dad is. I mean, uh, obviously, you know, in, in a world like this, there's secrets. So it could be that, you know, that's not really his dad or something. I don't know. But... But people are, you know, are theorizing that these two characters are linked together. So I wanted to ask you guys what you think of that possibility. Um, so do you want to go first, Dana? No, I do admit, though, that the names, because they sound so similar, it is annoying. <laughs> I don't know if they're trying to be that forceful with, like, drawing a comparison. Yeah. That, to me, it would get annoying, and I would have appreciated if we would have given him something that's completely different than Kane, you know, Bobby or whatever. Bobby. Um, I don't know. Something that just doesn't sound like Kane. Bobby doesn't well, that sound threatening enough. Okay. I'm Bobby. Well, yeah, no, it could work. Well, yeah, it, it could have worked because he played Bobby Brown in the BET uh, Bobby you Brown movie. Not, oh, did not you really? figure out where I saw his face from. Yeah. That's the same actor. <laughs> same actor. A, he did a good job because that was a good movie. Uh, um, yeah, I really want to see that. You have to see it. It's so good. Um, but no, I don't see it as a similar. You can probably draw some form of a distinction by their actions and how they, they are. But no, I just think that this again is kind of you, you could have had just a better name. Okay. And what do you think, Rich? Yeah, I I, I agree with that uh, comment. I, I I will say again. I think this is them trying to uh, make power uh, for the younger generation. Where you mentioned earlier about Riley, this is you said this is a long term character that is meant to replace uh, Sax. I think this is just their version of Kanan, um, but more modernized. Uh, but again, uh, I, I'm not really sure. Um, about the whole relational thing uh, I know there was a comment Made last week When they had that, that conversation That alluded to the fact that maybe Kane might have a different uh, I mean I, I mean, I don't know If he has a different mother or father Or whatever um, But I, I, I just think for now I'm going to say that I don't think that there is any relation Between those two characters um, Because I feel like if Monet did mess around With Kane at some point it would be kind of ridiculous for her not to know Ghost unless this happened prior to Kane to Kanan uh, meeting Ghost. So uh, it, it's a lot that they, that they would have to dive into. Is it possible? Yes, and they can reveal this later on the Kanan show in later seasons um, if that if they, if he did in fact have a relationship with Monet. But uh, for right now, I just think this is them trying to modernize the cast. And recreate power, but just with a younger, more exciting cast. Yeah. Um, you know what would be super dope as like a writer thing? Um, like if they did that, that Kanan show, like you said, right? And, and then there's like an episode where maybe he has like a one night stand with a woman, with a young lady called Monet. And then, yeah. and then nothing else happens after that, right? And then that would leave it open to interpretation. Like that would be like amazing if they did something like that. Yeah, that could be interesting for sure. Mm -hmm. um, 
we'll see. But I, I had no idea that that theory was floating around. So that that's a very interesting theory that people have had. Uh, but it, but it makes sense to question that. But I, again, I don't. For right now, I haven't seen enough to to think that that yeah, that's that's really Kanan's son. I just think this is a modern version of the same character for a younger audience. Yeah. Yeah, like, cause, cause, uh, we, we, we received that question, but I've also seen, like, several videos on YouTube titled that way, like, is, is <laughs> Kanan's son and stuff like that. So, so I guess people are really running with that theory. So I thought, why not, you know, just address it quickly. Uh, but, but yeah, um, as of, as of now, I don't think they're related, but, who knows? Um, I guess we'll find out more later on. Um, I'm sure Monet has secrets. Um, so I, I mean, you know, just look at the way, uh, you know, she's sleeping with, with Ramirez. Um, yeah. And, you know, keeping that from her husband and everything. So I'm sure she keeps a lot of secrets. Um, but who knows? Um, so that leads us to, you know, Tariq and um, every everything that happened with him in this episode so uh, uh, let, let's uh, address the main things um but first of all i, I do want to point this out so um you know as dana was alluding to earlier there was a visit on campus from um stern's lover who who is like the founder of the uh the course <laughs> <laughs> yep yep so um so i guess he's just you know he's allowed on campus whenever he wants i guess um well, it, 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 Tariq, Tariq was not happy to see him on campus. <laughs> yeah, he even had some uh, some, some rubbers, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, so like, I want I wanted to ask you guys because that raised a question to me. Actually, um, do you guys think that Tariq is going to try and move him out of the deal, like out of the, the business in the future? Like, do you think that's a, a, a future storyline maybe of him trying to cut him out of this? Uh, so go ahead, Rich. Well, I, I think that certainly is a possibility just based off of the interaction that they had, the conversation they had where you say, yeah, you, you don't do much of anything, you know, and you, you're taking a large cut. I definitely believe that that is a long-term goal that he's going to consider. Um, but, but for now, it's a... Uh, I, I think they just wanted to really emphasize in this episode, you know, Tariq is, you know, you know, he needs the product because, you know, it's in demand now and he, they're waiting for that re-up. So it just goes to show you his business associate, when he was unable to contact him, he would do whatever he can to get in contact with him to make sure that everything is going smoothly. So I wasn't really too surprised he showed up uh, because, again, before the episode started, we got a recap. Anytime you see a recap of something that has happened in the previous episode, you can assume either that situation is going to be revisited in the episode or that character is going to have some type of conversation with another character. And that's what we saw because we saw him shown in the preview before the episode started. So, yeah, but I mean... He's definitely going to try to get, get, this, get this guy, cut him out at some point. I think that's inevitable. <laughs> okay. And, and uh, any thoughts on that, Dana? Not right now. Yeah. I don't think he's going to cut him out right now. It's just the business, again, is a little too early. He still needs maybe his help, a little guidance, some advice. But to cut him out just right now, it seems a little bit too soon. Right. Um, 
you know, they just started with the with the whole business. So give it some time to grow. Let them get a, a bigger return, bigger profit. And then we can start being, you know, cutting people out. Yeah, like I, I, I kind of see it as like maybe like a season two thing or something like like maybe like if by the end of this season, um, Tariq and Monet are still working together and they're still making loads of money together or whatever. Maybe it like in the future they both want to cut cut Stern out, so so Tariq is like taking up more money, you know, basically because because it seems like Stern is kind of like taking a percentage from from all of this. So um, mm-hmm. so I could see Tariq wanting to get that percentage back or something. Um, but but yeah, like it would be, but, it would be too soon to to for that to happen now though. Uh, but, but 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 by the way, when they do take him out, I think I think we can all agree. This is a character that will have to get killed because he knows too much information. Uh, so it would be very, you cannot, you know, just cut him out of the deal and then think that's not going to come back and bite you later on. So if he, it does get taken out later, they have to make, they're going to have to kill this character. It's not no, you can agree. We just take, cut you out the deal. It ain't going to be that, that simple. I don't think. Cause you know that Simon Stern was not a simple character when he ever, he dealt with, 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 with James St. Patrick. So there's going to be some type of catch to that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Um, so moving on with Tariq. Um, so um, Monet and Diana um, obviously have to deal with the reup, as uh, we explained earlier, because Kane, you know, he he was locked up at the time, um, and Tariq actually texts Diana because you know, um, obviously, the fact that. You know the reup is taking long, and uh, the app isn't making money. And then Stern, Stern's lover is showing up. That puts pressure on him. So he actually texts Diana to ask her when the reup is happening and stuff. And she replies to him, um, basically asking if he can come to the spot because then he could, you know, get get his drugs right there and then. And then. Um, she obviously wants, you know, some backup there, and and maybe she just wants to see Tariq, I guess. Um, so yeah, that happens, and Tariq actually shows up. Um, I guess he takes like the back door or something, like because uh, he, you know, Monet is upstairs at that point, and um, so Monet is meeting with the supplier upstairs, and uh, they have a disagreement. Um, because he refuses to take half the money despite the fact that they agreed that, you know, she would pay half or whatever beforehand. Um, So they get into a tussle and Monet is knocked to the floor. At that point, you know, um, Tariq Tariq and Diana are getting close. They end up kissing, but they hear the noises. They hear the commotion upstairs. Uh, Tariq goes upstairs to investigate and, you know, he tries to... um, basically you know help Monet with the situation but Monet is already you know she's already handling herself she has a gun and um while Tariq is distracting the guy you know she calls out to him he turns around and then she shoots the the perpetrator uh you know the drug dealer or whatever um so she shoots him right in the chest and he falls um and then you know um obviously at that point Tariq has to kind of help her with the situation and and help her get rid of the body and everything so they go through their options they you know they discuss what they're gonna do 
Um, and then later on, we see that um, Drew uh, actually arrives to to kind of clean up things um, and make it seem like a, a, a robbery, basically. Um, so Tariq pulls the man into a van or truck or whatever. And then, um, you know, Tariq actually um, offers to, you know, to shoot the man again. Uh, he's already dead, by the way, but he offers to shoot the man again just so, you know, it looks more like a, a robbery kind of thing. But Drew, you know, basically says, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to do it. Um, and while Drew is shooting the man in the head uh, through the window um, of the vehicle, Tariq kind of, you know, he has like a funny reaction to the gunshot. So I want to ask you guys real quick. <laughs> do you think in that moment, Tariq kind of had some trauma um, from, you know, him actually shooting his father? Like, do you think maybe he, he regrets it? Um, and this kind of like brought the emotion out of him a little bit. Um, so what, what did you think of that, Rich? Uh, well, I, I, let me just start by saying this. Uh, before this uh, ghost uh, show started... I was skeptical because I know that there was a lot of backlash over people not be liking the Tariq character. So I will admit now that we're on episode seven. I really like what Michael Rainey Jr. is doing in the role because this is one episode where it felt to me like, obviously you've had all the hints that obviously, yes, this is ghost. But then when you see him getting involved with having to dispose of the body, when you see his interaction with both of the, with both uh, Diana and Lauren, when you see how he's talking and addressing other people in this episode, this is, I think, yes, this felt like he was really be becoming ghost in terms of how he interacted with people and all this other stuff. So um, when that whole reaction happened, I do think, yes, that there could have been trauma, as you said, obviously still feeling uneasy with dealing with that situation. But when they emphasize that they show the blood splattering on his face after the fact, I feel like this character is definitely a character that could completely turn dark and become just like his dad in terms of how he ruthlessly would kill somebody if they got in his way, so on and so forth. So I think with them having that whole interaction with Drew and him feeling uneasy, that is a sign that they may be about to change this character and head in that direction. They don't have to head in that direction now. I'm saying they don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. But it kind of feels like that's the one thing that is going to really make him, okay, this is this is 100% ghost now. Once he has that killer instinct, then you would have to say that, yes, without a doubt, this is ghost uh, 2.0. For sure, for sure. Um but yeah, I think yeah, what you said, that's a very good point. As a, from a writing standpoint, that it would make sense if he's having a little bit of trauma um, in terms of shooting his father. And then, of course, the whole situation with uh, Ray Ray from the past power. But yeah, that's a very good observation to say that it could be that. But I, I do think that they introduced that for a reason because they're going to show you this character has the potential to make that full turn. But we'll see if that happens. <laughs> yeah yeah that's a that's an interesting point because even though he might be feeling the trauma that doesn't mean you know he, he might actually overcome that and then you know be even more ruthless than than his father was um so yeah but what did you think dana um do you think he's he's feeling that trauma and where do you think that might lead um yes I do think he's feeling that trauma. Um, as we remember what happened over at the graveyard, 
um, earlier this season. I think that, you know, there's going to be moments of the show where he thinks about his father and it reflects upon him and his actions. Um, for this situation, when he had the gun drawn, remember from how it went, it was Mary said the guy's name. I think, right? No. How did it go? Mary shot the guy, but it was Tariq that caused the distraction mm-hmm. really quickly. And I think that in that one quick moment, we kind of saw maybe not necessarily a trauma, but the gunshot noises kind of reminded of when he shot his father. And I do hope that the more that this goes into him, Tariq having to see, you know, the dark, we'll basically see what we've seen, the dark side of the gang life and shooting people and that kind of thing, that it does cause his moments where it kind of makes him reflect upon killing his father. Because aside from that one episode and aside from the funeral scene, we really didn't see him think about his father mm-hmm. and the only reason why he's even at that school was because his father put down that ultimate payback finish school and I'll give you the money um, so I appreciated even though how brief it was I appreciated that they included that little tiny uh, moment in there um, I don't know how it's going to roll out in the next season in the next ep- ep- season I do know that there is the paper that I don't know we got up to yet but there's the paper that Tariq has to write and remember the the teachers like dig deeper maybe we'll see some type of reflection upon that in that power paper he's supposed to write but in regards to that situation I kind of like that we got a little bit of sprinkle of something so I, I hope it continues okay yeah interesting points all around um i do think that you know if it is indeed um tariq that kane is shooting at in in those previews um you know tariq is going to be faced with some real violent situations um so you know he's gonna have to harden up a lot anyway so um i I do think that you know um all of this uh violence ongoing violence is gonna you know harden him up and, and make him truly become the new ghost like Rich said before so so yeah I want the opposite I don't want him to be the new ghost I want him to either step get out of it or to just be his own version and not be ghost and it's okay if he's not that hardened type criminal the, the thing is, like, you know, if you're in the game long enough, you're going to have to become hard because people are always going to be coming at you. So, well, it, it, th- that and also uh, if something traumatic happens, like we talked about earlier, like if 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 his mom turns on him at the end, there's no way he's not going to change after that. Um, but but it, I mean, again, I don't think anybody wants to see him completely become ghosts. Uh, we definitely want it to be a different take on the character, um, but we have to see what their overall vision is 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 for this. Because because as long as he's messing around with the wrong people, it's definitely going to have an impact on him sooner or later. Um, so we have to see what ultimately happens. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Um, but you know, I mean, even you, you could be the hardest person in the world. But you also, you know, you also need some, uh, you need you need a soft side and you need uh, somebody that you can show your vulnerabilities with. 
um, and Tariq definitely has options right now. Um, so I want to ask you guys, like, based on everything we saw in this in this episode, because you know, of course, we had the scenes where uh, Tariq was with Lauren when they were working on the project and they were falling around, like play fighting or whatever, and then. Lauren's uh, boyfriend shows up and then there's that intense exchange where he's he starts spamming the n-word and everything um and then later on we see he kisses Diana you know while they're doing the re-up and stuff so I want to ask you guys like are we any more closer to figuring out who Tariq actually likes in his love life like which girl he's gonna choose um so what do you think about that Dana I don't know why he has to choose anyone Oh, so, so you, want, not... you want him to play both sides? <laughs> play any sides? Why can't he just be friends with both of them? He hasn't slept with anyone. And oh, so, he just so you encourage this? Okay, cool. I don't encourage anything. <laughs> I'm just simply saying we had a whole episode dedicated to Sex Week, and guess who didn't get no sex? Boom. <laughs> Therefore, you can be friends with both. So, so I'm cool with him, you know. Just he's too busy so right let's, now. So let's say Dana, you have a man in your life, right? And like, you know, he comes around, you guys get along, you know, you kiss or whatever, and then you know, immediately after that, he's with another woman. Like, you, you're okay with that behavior? Like, if the, if you're Wait, just kissing? See that I'm talking about in a TV show. <laughs> First of all. These these are children. These are these are teenagers, and I don't want you to be involved in serious relationships because then that leads to complications, and then you'll be acting like Carrie, running around trying to sleep with all the students because you're jealous because somebody kissed your your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So I don't think anyone needs to be in any relationship right oh, now. So so. You think they're just they're just having fun and he shouldn't overthink it right now. No, don't overthink it. Just go have some fun. Even that whole scene. This you, you know what I really appreciated about that scene? When was the last time that we saw Tariq laugh? Like a genuine good laugh and just have fun. And be a kid. Cause he's still a kid. And that's what I really liked about that scene when she was tickling him and he was just a smiling and a giggling and nobody was having any relations. That was nice. I do. I do want to say one thing though. Um, Jamie St. Patrick and Tommy Egan would never let themselves get tickled by anyone. <laughs> That's why they're so hard. They need to be. <laughs> but yeah, Richard, what would you think about uh, Tariq and his love life? Uh, well, in, in my personal opinion, uh, I think from the very beginning of this show, uh, Tariq obviously likes Lauren, but he's made some mistakes with how to approach these relationships. Because in this episode, you know, it, when he goes to visit Lauren in the, earlier in the episode, you know, they're having this little playful exchange. And then, of course, the boyfriend shows up. And I laughed at that interaction because the boyfriend gets dumped right after that conversation happens. But Tariq thinks that she's still messing around with the boyfriend so he decides to you know he meets up with diana and then he tells her the truth and then he tells oh yeah well i like kind of like you too but he doesn't tell her he hasn't told her yet that uh well actually lauren does have a doesn't have a boyfriend anymore so that's who i want to be with 
Now, obviously, you know, as Dana alluded to, the name of this episode, Sex Week, Tariq didn't have sex. I do think if Tariq, if, if, if Tariq did sleep with Diana, though, and then you turn around and you tell her, well, no, I want to be with Lauren, then that will cause some serious issues. So hopefully that's not the path they go down. Um, and right now, you know, if you're just having these whole things, trying to figure everything out, that's totally fine. But I think from the very beginning, Lauren is the one he was into. Um, so now that Lauren is single and then you, they had that whole scene at the end where she tells him that she broke up and we already know the reason why he stopped it right then and there is because he still had on the bloody sweater from when they when they had to dispose of that body that's the only reason why i'm pretty sure if he if he didn't have that on he might have he might have went on ahead with continuing to do what he was doing with her but um those mistakes obviously i i now i imagine in the next episode he's going to try to apologize to lauren and while and in the midst of that happening, Diana's gonna, you know, he, she's gonna be engaging in more conversations with him. So I think th- those were the previews of him making bad mistakes. But I think that this is going to continue, um, unfortunately, uh, because yes, him and his dad both made some bad decisions with how they dealt with the women in their lives. So this is going to definitely, this is just the beginning, I think, for him making bad decisions. <laughs> yeah, and. Um... You know, while, like, when he's with Lauren, sure, it could be, like, just innocent fun, right? But the thing yeah. is, the thing is with Diana, like, if he messes with her or breaks her heart, she could actually get him killed, potentially. So... Oh, absolutely. Th- there's that element, too. Because, I mean, look who her brother is. And then also, you know, she has, well, she has influence over Monet as well, so... Well, that 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 right there is the is the irony of all of this because now Kane wants to go after Tariq anyway, and this has nothing to do with thinking that he's smashing his sister. He just wants to go after him because he's jealous and feels that he is t- taking his spot in the family. So, if I if I'm Tariq, and you know now I now I would now I wouldn't mess around with Diana because you're having the same consequence of. Of, 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 of if you did mess with her and you really it's really not that serious but you have the same situation now where Kane's going to come after you either way so I figure well if you, if you want to be with Diana maybe that's who you should be with then but again as I said I'm pretty I think I think it's pretty clear that he's Lauren is the one he's after but again now he's going to have to make up in the next episode because of how that last interaction went between the both of them <laughs> yeah okay we'll we'll, uh, we'll keep uh, you know We'll keep this discussion going as we see more. But um, so let's get to uh, the last thing um, I wanted to talk about. So um, after this episode, do you feel like um, you know Tariq and Monet are kind of at the peak of of their? Um, I don't want to say like relationship. Uh, what's what's a better word? Like uh, their arrangement, I guess. Their partnership. Like, do you feel like um, Monet like? truly trust him now and um you know um and like trust him to kind of be like more than just you know a worker but as somebody who's connected to the family basically um so ha- has it reached that point now with Monet and Tariq and, and their level of trust do you think um so go ahead Rich you go first well, uh, I, I think uh, obviously she was annoyed that, you know, while she's probably thankful that he did show up because he caused a distraction, 
she didn't really acknowledge that. She was just angry that he was there. Why? Why is he here? All this other stuff. So I think obviously now you're in a situation where you you definitely have to trust him a lot more because he was there to help you out when when you needed some assistance. But I kind of feel like now by by virtue of him being a part of helping things out, um, things are going to get a lot more complicated between those two characters. Uh, do I think they've reached the peak of their business uh, relationship? I I think it's probably getting to a high point now when you're talking about. Preventing somebody from getting killed, that's pretty pretty much a big deal. But um, it's an interesting dynamic now because we know that Kane is working with with Ramirez and obviously somebody tries to kill Tariq in next week's episode. So I wonder what's going to happen if he has this conversation with Monet and it says somebody's trying to kill me and, and ask what she can do to look into the situation. It, it's, it, it, because again, if Ramirez is involved, which we assume he is with Kane, it creates more conflict. So I'm, I'm very curious how they're going to frame that storyline because um, it's a lot going on with that whole dynamic. But it's going to get more complicated, and that's, I think, from here on out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Dana, what do you think like, um, about you know Monet and Tariq and everything? Uh, Monet is also very paranoid, so in no shape or form do I still see her trusting him <laughs> at all. Even, you know, she just does not seem to like him or basically anyone. So I don't see this being a, that big of a, a, a situation where, you know, she's going to start taking his side and it's going to be a us against the world situation. Okay. Uh, I had something I was going to say, but I kind of forgot. Um, so I'll just keep it moving, I guess. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, I can't think of it. Uh, but yeah, any more thoughts on, you know, anything that happened in this episode before we move on? Like if there's anything that we didn't bring up or anything that you wanted to touch on, um, let me know. Um, so anything, Dana? No, I think we got it all. Okay, and uh, Rich. Yeah, uh, I think I think you I think I think we we pretty much covered everything, all of the the key important elements that that happened for sure. Okay, cool. So this is a good place to wrap it up then. Um, but what did you guys think of the episode though? Like, was it enjoyable? Was it better than last week's? Because to me, it was it was slightly better than last week's episode. Because uh, I I kind of really enjoyed it. Um, and I was actually even like watching it with my mom. Like she kind of walked in while I was watching. It, oh, whoa. And we watched it together oh. and stuff. So, <laughs> so it, it, was, it was entertaining. So, uh, but what did you guys think? What did you think, Rich? Oh, yeah. I, I definitely, I mean, I, I always enjoy watching Power, you know, in any time. And I always watch Power right as soon as it's available on Stars at the 1201. Uh, you know, Eastern Standard Time. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed the episode. I'm enjoying where the, sh the show is go going so far this season. I'm very curious to see how everything concludes because I believe it's only three episodes left. And, um, yeah, I'm, but I'm looking forward to it so far. And it was good last night. Wow. My man sets his alarm, man, to, to watch the show. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. 
<laughs> well, absolutely. <laughs> no, I feel you though. So uh, I do like. I am curious to know where this is going. So uh, I kind of feel you on that too. Uh, but how about you, Dana? What did you think of the episode overall? I thought it was a really good episode. Um, I look forward to see what they're going to do. I kind of feel like Tasha's trial is just randomly. It kind of feels like it's a randomly thrown in to this episode. Was like, oh, we forgot about it. Let's just throw something in there. It feels to me even like it's a separate part of the show. Yeah. Which is odd. But um, I really hope that they work more on integrating everything more seamlessly. Because Tasha just seems to be like an afterthought. Which is good if you look at it all for being a spinoff of, you know, giving Tariq his own show. You do want the characters who are part of the first uh, original first part of the show to be kind of, you know, feel like they just don't belong in this world. So in the case of world building, they did a great job with that. But I need them to wrap up Tasha's trial so we can just get to the main story. Yeah, I feel like that trial um, is very dragged out um, in the in this season. But I think it's just because they're they're trying to build up suspense uh, for what's going to happen. Um, but but yeah, it, it does feel very drawn out. Well, well, here's a question for both of you, real fast. Do you think that they, that uh, there will be a resolution for this trial by the end of the season, or is this going to drag over into the second season? If it's good Lord, I hope it's done. Yeah, it has, it has to be because if, if yeah. it's not that, that's kind of whack, to be honest. <laughs> um, and I have a theory, which I don't know if I should say yet, but I mean, I, I, I'll just come out and say it. I, I think Tasha is going to die anyway. So, oh, you think so? Yeah. Hmm. I feel like wow. I feel like it has to happen for things to continue. Um, um, I, I feel like she has to, you know, either die or just like get away. Maybe, like, maybe she just she, maybe she's, um, you know, she's set free from the case or whatever, depending what happens, and she just like decides to leave or something. But I do feel like she has to go away, um, in some capacity, whether you know she dies or. But I feel like she might die though because Tommy, you know, Tommy knows <laughs> what she did. So. You know, and the fact that she brought his name up again, um, I feel like she has to pay for that. Yeah, yeah. So well, 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 well either her, her dying or turning on Tariq surely will transform Tariq even more as a character. So uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> and if you truly want, you know, Tariq to keep growing beyond, you know, the the the, the boy that we know him to be. I feel like that makes sense for, for him to yeah. just, you know, be by himself, no parents or whatever. Um, and then we get to really just see his growth uh, without, you know, any guidance or whatever, you know. So, mm. yeah, so that, that's a good point. That's what I think. Um, but yeah, like overall, I feel I feel like this is a really good episode. I'm curious. I, I'm, I'm definitely interested to see that next episode based on that preview. Um, yeah and i guess that's what we'll bring up so rich um you have like you have a really great memory when it comes to these previews so was there anything significant that stood out in that preview you know uh, we already talked about kane shooting stuff uh but was there anything else in that that stood out that we might see in this next episode well yeah we're going to see the evolution of this uh plagiarism stuff 
you get elevated a little, little, little bit higher because, you know, we see that uh, Jabari is still, you know, Tariq has this assignment that he told, he told him that he told him he has this assignment that he has to do. But really, this is just material for his book. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that evolve further. And I want to know when, is, when Tariq is going to actually find out what's going on. As you mentioned earlier, you know, somebody tries to kill Tariq. Um, so I, I, and they did show him basically telling his mom over the phone about this situation. So I am very curious to see what is the reaction going to be after that? Like, is she going to, you know, because she knows the people, it, the, one, other, one other storyline that they really haven't shown much, much of for a while is the fact that she is being watched in the prison as well. Oh, yeah. So I kind of I am curious to see what her reaction is going to be on the inside once she knows what's going on and um, what the what the impact is going to be if Tariq actually confronts Monet and tells her this. Because my whole thing is that you have to tell Monet because you're doing business, business with, with Monet. So, you know, if you don't want something to happen with the business stuff, you have to have a conversation unless she's going to try to have Drew or Diana try to take over the course correct thing, which means they would have to be on campus. So um, there's a lot of questions, a lot of moving parts that have to be answered, but I'm very, very curious to see what happens in the next episode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. Um, and another thing also, we didn't see 2-Bit in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. And I can tell you that you know, off screen, he he's already met up with Tommy and Ghost again, so we'll, we'll see them <laughs> very soon. So, I, and, 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 and to piggyback off of that, I can also tell you that if Two Bit happened to be at that trial that they was in, when Paz was talking about, yes, Tommy killed uh, my you killed my sister, and then they alluded to the fact that. Tasha said that Tommy also was the one that killed Ghost. If he heard that information, then, then Tasha's in a lot of trouble. Because we know he will definitely tell Tommy about this information. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which further validates what I said before. And I, I think, I really think Tasha's going away. So. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, this was a. Uh, uh, a great discussion about this episode uh, and you know we, we brought up a lot of theories and everything so now I want you guys who are listening to chime in um, you can either you know drop your comments on the YouTube video of this episode or you can pop over to the coalition.com website coalition is spelled with a K and you know just drop some comments on the post itself um and yeah, we appreciate everyone listening, you know, whether you listen on iTunes, on Spotify or on YouTube, um, you know, we appreciate all the, the support and everything. Um, and yeah, we, we love seeing your theories as well. So definitely, you know, share your comments um, and, uh, you know, and if you want to uh, give us some feedback or send us, um, you know, a sound bite or something like that or ask us a question in general. You can hit me at, um, you know, Gary at the coalition.com. Um, and yeah, we, we will address it on the show. So, um, and that's pretty much it for this week. So we will be back next week to cover episode eight, of course. But until then, everyone take care of yourselves. Be careful, uh, with COVID and everything. Um, and yeah, just take care of yourself. 
take care of yourselves, have a good time. And um, there's not long now until, you know, the Christmas holiday and everything. So I hope everyone's doing their shopping early, you know, before it gets crazy out there. So, yeah, um, and I appreciate you all. And take care, Richard and Dana. Um, I'll see you guys next week. Yes. Have a good week.